Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's talking about. time for Mortgage Matters. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Hope you're all doing well after a great week. We're already past the midpoint here in March. How you doing, Dan? Doing pretty good. Was it last week you were gone? These weeks all bleed together for me. Yeah, it was, well, it was a long weekend for me last weekend. Oh, yes. Spring training. Yep. Went down to the Phoenix, Scottsdale area and uh, and did my first spring training experience down there. It's a lot of fun. Awesome. Yeah. We were just here. (laughs) We were here. We held down the fort. We got to do nothing fun. But anyway. Come on. This radio show is a great time. It was a good time. It It was was fun. Yeah. Will was on with me and we had... um, Heart to heart real estate on. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was good. These guys give away half their commission. Wow. On every transaction to charity. To charity. Wow. That was awesome. And they have those big checks. They have a they must have one of those big check books. <laughs> <laughs> because they had a lot of pictures of them with big checks. Huh. You know, yeah. if you actually walked into the bank with one of those and said here. Do they run it through the little thing and say, oh, yeah, cool. Right on. I don't think it'll fit through their little <laughs> their little code reader deal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think those are a regular, uh, yeah. hmm. regular instrument. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Just imagine the show. teller. Here, I want to cash this. <laughs> right. Those big three-foot-long, four-foot-long checks. Yeah. There I don't think you can do those <laughs> in the drive-thru. <laughs> Yeah, and so it was a it was a great segment getting to learn a little bit more about that company and uh, what they're doing. That's fun stuff, and uh, you know, otherwise regular. We have a guest today, though. We do. We have an action pack show. Um, We're going to be joined at ten o'clock by Pam Adkison of uh, Coastal Community Builders. They're the largest builder. in San Luis Obispo County, one of the larger builders, if not the largest builder, also in Santa Barbara County. So they're, um, you know, they talk that that there's not a lot of new homes being built. Well, the ones that are being built, a lot of them are being built by uh, coastal community builders. So we're going to hear what kind of projects they've got going on, where they're located, uh, talk about price points and amenities, and, and some of the other details of the projects. I right. met with her yesterday and... It's a high energy, high energy lady, and she's going to be a great guest for the show for the second hour. Awesome. Looking forward to that. I got to swing my chair around the end here so that I'm in my normal spot. I don't know what to do with myself right now (laughs) because uh, I'm facing the wrong way. All right. There we go. That feels much better. Um, Kind of an action-packed week this week. And did you see that the 10-year treasury ended up lower for the whole week for the first time in five weeks i did yeah yeah that was the that was kind of the headline news this week about the the tenure there 
there is a lot going on um, here and abroad. Um, and of course, the feds met this week, so we got a little insight into what they were thinking. Um, and so it proved to be market moving. Yeah, as far as markets go, it's been a streaky start to the year. We had seven consecutive weeks of of declining interest rates, and I'm I'm not positive, but I generally the stock market was down about ten percent over that seven weeks. I don't know if it was down every week for seven weeks, um, but it wasn't a good run for stocks. Um, definitely good for interest rates. Now the last five weeks, we've seen the streak go the other way in both seen interest rates gradually increase over the last five weeks and um and then stocks have have uh recovered all of the losses so far from this year and now it's actually in positive territory for the year so yeah i'm i'm frantically trying to find this article i didn't keep because i was like just dismiss it but then you brought up what's been going on um in the market in the um the indices lately and i was like oh i should have kept that article there was an article i read from wells fargo talking about the chance of the recession did you see that this week are are we still trying to suggest there's going to be a double dip or has it been so long since the other recession that we're now no longer considering this a, a double dip it's just a new recession um, it would just be a new recession at this point, <laughs> I believe. I, I didn't see anything really suggesting that it was a double dip, but, um, let's see here. We were talking, well, anyway, down 5% on this index and 10% on this index and, you know, all these different little metrics. And they basically just said there's about a 25% chance of the U S having a recession in the next six months, mm-hmm. which is most recently, growing so they they kind of track these different things and of course they're citing you know producer price index and um some of the other ones that are a little bit um more telling like the ism that manufacturing number different things like that but um i just kind of figure you know there's always somebody around in a with a ready to say that, yeah, ready to say that the recession <laughs> is just around the corner. Yeah, and eventually they'll be right. Yeah, <laughs> but I just don't think it's going to be so anytime soon. I, I I found it now. Twenty three point five percent probability of a recession in the next six months. Mm-hmm. Um, factors are volatility in the financial markets, stress in the manufacturing, mining um, sectors, and global. Uh, between January 15 and 16, the ISM manufacturing index dropped over 10%. Industrial pr- production declined 0.7%. Um, negative growth for eight of the past 13 months in that field. The Commodity Research Bureau, might have been the first time I saw that, um, index declined over 15% in the period. The S&P 500 index dropped over 5% during that year. Um the le- index of leading indicators, um, which is trusted as like one of the most well-known predictors of a recession, um, recently reported growth for two consecutive months, um, which is which negative growth, sorry, which has only happened one other time. Hmm. So that is like making the nig- the needle wiggle a little bit. So we'll see. be interesting. 
I feel like it's hard to imagine that we would have a recession. Uh, and of course, the Feds met up this week, and we got a little insight. Don't I don't believe the Feds think we're headed for a recession at all. No, I don't. I don't get that feeling. Not either. at all. So uh, yeah, I I have a hard time buying into the recession talk when it seems like we're continuing to see strong employment <clears throat> figures, lot a lot of hiring going on, um, and we're seeing strength in jobs. And we're going to talk more about this when Pam gets on the show later, um, just about how much housing and and the the building that's recovered and and really you know gaining some strength how much that contributes to jobs it's beyond just the you know the guys out there banging nails it's there's so much that goes into housing and we've we've talked about this obviously on the show over the years but there are a lot of jobs dependent on housing it's really one of the incubators of of job growth and so i i just have a hard time i'm going to save this stat um for when our guest is here in the next segment uh, but home builder sentiment numbers also came out this week. I'm curious to see if they match um, that of the local home builder sentiment. So we'll um, be looking forward to that segment. I think it'll be a good one. Um, and okay, so one of the other things that were at this time of year, I thought a good thing to talk about would be taxes and um, income taxes. Sure, there's has a little bit to do with lending. If you're trying to qualify for a loan, it's a good time to make sure that you're uh, doing what you should be doing to position yourself for that purchase or that refi that you're after. But also tax bills. We're getting uh, property tax bill questions quite a bit, um, as well as um, like the difference between a tax bill and a supplemental tax bill. If you have an impound account, I thought the bank was paying it, you know, and I had a couple people already this week. Um, call and say that now they, they've got like a delinquent tax problem because they assumed they understood and didn't. So I thought it'd be a cool thing to talk a little bit about um, taxes today. So first of all, let's talk about the income tax thing because April's right around the corner. Most people, uh, well, the go-getters have already filed, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got your paperwork in, it's already done. You already probably already got your big refund and you're headed for Cancun now. Um, for people who have not yet filed, uh, I always like to say it's it's good time to kind of pause and figure out, make sure that you're not just seeing your taxes as that opportunity to give as little as you can over to the government. I mean, this is especially true with self-employed people, but um, when you elect to write off every last penny you can. You really take advantage of the tax code. You expense everything. You know, you're just every every single opportunity you can um, to drive your taxable income down. Uh, that might be good for your tax bill. It's not very good for qualifying for loans. And I always like to to even say this is I'm, I'm careful here. I'm not wanting to suggest that you should mis misrepresent and, and claim more income than you actually make or something to qualify. That's not at all what I'm saying, but let's be fair. Um, people, we see your taxes, self-employed people. Um, you're writing off a haircut. You're writing off your, 
girlfriend's cell phone, your perhaps a meal that that you went out with with that your family. You might have called a business. That expense. wasn't a business meal. <laughs> wasn't a bona fide business expense. But nonetheless, you throw the receipt in that in that stack. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about those expenses where you um, you're pushing it and you know it. Um, it could be an opportunity for you to. Um, not be so uh, liberal in what you count as a business expense if you're on the cusp, you know. Um, sometimes people come in for a refi. Uh, they lay their cards on the table here and say, you know what, sorry, your debt-to-income ratio is just too high. And um, then they can't qualify for the refi. A, a refi on average lately um, saves – it depends on your loan amount, but it can save you two to $5,000 a year – in interest, I would say, on average. So that being said, that's a pretty significant chunk of change. I mean, if you could get your house payment down two or three or four or $500 a month um, by way of being able to do a refi, that's kind of like a raise, right? So before you hastily file your taxes, think about that. There's an opportunity. Um, we even regularly will look at people's draft tax returns, you know, not that I'm going to try to influence what's in there, but I could look at it and say, if this is what you filed, this is what you'd be able to qualify for. This is what you'd, you know, be able to afford to purchase, um, and just sort of, you know, use it as an opportunity before you concrete this thing by putting it in with the IRS, get some eyes on it. If a real estate transaction is something that you're interested in. And you already said it, but it's worth repeating. We're, we're really talking to self-employed people for, for the folks who are wage earners. Well, I see a bit of like the, um, those expenses for even the W2 people, though some of those guidelines changed this year. As yeah. Well. I was going to say they're for, for a lot of, for really anyone, there's an opportunity to write off unreimbursed business expenses on, I believe it's Schedule A line. It's your 2106 expenses is what they're called. Those used to um, factor into your qualification. And for most people now, they do not. It There are still some instances where we would have to reduce your income by those expenses. Um, but by and large, that, that no longer plays into it anymore. Also, for for folks who itemize their deductions, people who have mortgages, people who have you know significant donations or things like that, and who write those itemized deductions off on Schedule A, those types of deductions really play no part in mortgage qualification. So we're primarily talking to people who are self-employed, who have a Schedule C or some, tor uh, some type of corporate or partnership entity where they are able to write off business expenses there. That's what we're really referring to. That's right. Um, and the other thing too, by the way, usually self-employed people, you're talking a two-year income average. There are some programs around where you can use just one-year income average. So, um, you know, if this year is significantly better than the year before, uh, that average obviously is going to be lower than your most recent year, but, um, know that there are programs available where you can refi on one year of tax returns. So, um, some people are going to find help by that. Again, couple that with somebody that is used to writing off everything under the moon. And then their two year average is really bad. You could go for one year, a little bit closer, be a little bit, um, less liberal in what you choose to call a, a business expense, <laughs> have a, a better income to be able to qualify for that purchase or that refi that you're after. Um, 
just food for thought. It's the right time of year to have that dialogue. Uh, and so the other thing, oh, we should um, we should take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we'll switch over to the property tax issue, which is also good a big one right now. So um, stick around. It'll just be a couple minutes. and We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical. Like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending, Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso, Morro Bay, San Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. everybody welcome back tis baseball season it's upon us well dan was talking about seeing the, the practice and you know spring training on, spring training there you go okay I, I was drawing a blank there and then you were just talking to your daughter about softball so there you yeah, go yeah we got Perfect a softball to, to race to right after the show the san luis softball team is hosting the atascadero softball team so that'll cool. be fun yeah, and then the, my boys got baseball games today. So yeah. I always thought it'd be fun to go to the. I think it's the Cowboys that for football that um, oh, down in yeah, uh, they go to Oxnard, and I always thought that would be really fun. 
to go check that out. I used out. to do that when I was a kid. My my grandma yeah. was a big Cowboys fan, and so uh-huh. we used to go do that. Yeah. Somewhere or other, I got some pictures of me carrying, like, because their hotel's right next to the field, so you could, like, carry their helmets for yeah. them. Yeah. You, like, wait at the back door. <laughs> yeah. That'd be fun. I, I remember carrying Herschel Walker's helmet Whoa. and thinking that was it was cool because, I mean, I was probably, like, six or seven years old. This dude was, like, a giant mm-hmm. and trying to carry his helmet by the face mask but i was it's like long i'm in a huge helmet so the bottom's like trying to drag on the ground so i kind of like walk with it weird holding it up and 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 then after you know probably like 50 yards or something he's like you want me to carry that for you I'm like yeah could you man this is so heavy so heavy i was little that's a big helmet that'd be great now i'll just walk with you Fun times, but yeah, watch them scrimmage down there and awesome yeah. practice. Yeah, good times. Mm-hmm. All right, we're talking about my favorite uh, topic that seems to cause you know indigestion <laughs> feelings right away: the uh, property taxes, income taxes, supplemental taxes. We could probably rope in some other kinds of taxes here. There never seems to be a shortage of those, um, but it's that time of year right now. Property taxes are just about due and so people are getting tax bills and confused is this my responsibility is it not my responsibility Uh, i thought my bank was paying this so first of all if you don't have an impound account or an escrow account we use those um what other words do we call that it's interchangeably used quite a bit impound account with escrow account uh, where you pay your taxes and your insurance as part of your monthly mortgage payment and i'll just quickly i'll say um, lenders prefer when you do that. Uh, in fact, you're financially incented to do so on most transactions. Usually you get a break anywhere from an eighth to a quarter of a point in fee. So that could be, you know, as little as a hundred bucks or as much as 1500 bucks. Um, if you're willing to do an impound account, pay one twelfth of your property taxes with, uh, you know, your mortgage payment of, your homeowner's insurance, same thing, kind of gets put into a can account set aside so that when those bills are due, your mortgage servicer will pay them on your behalf. Um, we incent you financially to do so because one of the things we learn in the the times of correction and uh, where people are having a little bit more struggle with the, the house payment or the other bills is that usually when somebody is going through a time where the mortgage is late, the lender steps in and takes over the accounting of the household and finds out that the property taxes haven't been paid in a couple of years or that the house is currently uninsured because the homeowner's insurance has lapsed. Obviously, those are terrible things for a lender to find out. And so if we have you in an impound account, the first time your mortgage is late, we know the exact status of what's going on with the property tax insurance. I, I'm going to argue simply that's the that's the primary reason why. There's probably uh, a half a dozen other reasons why a, a lender would like you to have an impound account. So if you don't have an impound account, you're responsible to pay your taxes and your insurance all the time. Uh, nothing new there for you. Uh, so people that do have an impound account, um, 
Usually what happens is you set up your impound account when your loan funded originally and every month you have that little slice of your taxes and your insurance that are part of your payment. And when it comes down to it, um, you still get a tax bill. This is probably the first most confusing thing. I know I'm paying it. And then all of a sudden the county sends a bill right to me, addressed to me at my house. And it says, hey, your tax bill is due. And you go, okay, I think you're supposed to send this like to the bank, they have that money. We have, I have a deal with the bank. They're going to pay it. Why are you giving this to me? Um, and they send it out to you for informational purposes. Um, the tax assessor's office wants you to know that it's your responsibility, no matter what third party you believe is in charge of it. Um, and so they typically would pay it on your behalf and you get a disbursement type of statement from your lender um, that shows that they made this payment on your behalf. Well, most monthly mortgage statements anymore, they they break down your payment between principal interest and your escrow payment mm-hmm. is usually what it's called on a statement. Right. And then usually somewhere on the, the front or I see it more commonly on the back of the mortgage statement, there's some type of accounting of the escrow account every month so you every month you see that there's a deposit being made into it and you see any payments that are being paid out of that account and usually it has about a 12 month look back um, on that detail that's right so you should see it every single month on your statement yeah and so that give you an idea what's in there this is a tricky time like for refis because your money's all set aside in this other account now your new refis closing and we want to pay your property taxes and it it feels kind of a little bit messy there, but for the most part, it always um, works out okay. The supplemental taxes are the place where it gets a little bit confusing and people get awfully concerned and hung up on the fact that they thought their taxes were being paid by their lender because they're paying them every month. So I'll tell you what happens with supplemental taxes, really simply. Let's say I buy a house from Dan and Dan's tax bill is $1,000 a year because he's had this house for 30 years. Now I come along and I buy the house from Dan and I buy the house from him. I am setting aside an impound account for my projected taxes of $3,000 a year maybe. I mean, sometimes it's that much more. And... The interesting thing, though, is that the there's a bill, the lien on our property is due at the county. And until the assessor comes around and takes Dan off and puts me on and gives a new assessed value and fixes the tax rate and base for that property, you know, sometimes that takes three or six or nine months to accomplish. So perhaps we're in that period where it's time to pay the taxes. Well, the taxes that are due and payable are still Dan's tax base of a thousand bucks, but I know that I my tax is gonna be higher. So we go ahead and pay the thousand bucks. A few months later, the assessor's office comes through, catches everything up, and says, Hey, you based on this date have a tax base of X, and on this date you made a payment that was the payable payment for the the tax assessment for the previous owner. The difference between those two payments is called the supplemental taxes. And usually what you get is two periods where you're going to pay them, you know, this month, that month kind of thing. And it's the money to catch you up on what you owed that you didn't pay. Every first time home buyer and person that buys a home, we have to tell, hey, 
you're going to set up an impound account for your escrows and fund that. That thing's going to be there. You're also going to get supplemental tax bill and your mortgage servicer does not pay your supplemental taxes. So um, if you're setting aside enough money for your current tax rate, what happens is a few months in the mortgage servicer that has your loan says, we just paid the taxes and they were a thousand bucks, but we've collected 3000 bucks from you and we can't sit on this money. So they give it back to you and you go, sweet pennies from heaven. Time to buy a new big screen TV. Then a couple months later shows up this bill from the assessor's office for 2000 bucks. Oh man, you spent the tax money that you got back. Um, so we always tell people that first year after you buy a house, uh, if you get a refund from your current lender, know that it's because they just can't sit on that money for that long. Your supplemental tax bill is coming and you probably want to hang on to that because you're going to use that to pay your supplementals. Uh, one thing about our county, and I think probably most counties are very good at uh, figuring out the taxes, um, making sure you pay and assessing the penalties if you don't pay promptly. So it's not something to mess around with. I mean, those tax payments, the late payment is or late penalty is 10% of the tax bill. So that can add up pretty quick. When it comes to supplemental tax bills, most of the time, you're only going to receive one supplemental tax bill, just that catch-up bill to correct you from the old tax base to the new tax base. Sometimes, if a property changes hands quickly, if it, it like you know, if it, if I sell my property to you in February and then in March. You, you see a great opportunity to sell the property to to Jim and then Jim sells it back to me in April. You know, we've had three transfers in a three or four month period. I could potentially get three supplemental tax bills yeah. because the tax base has changed that many times before the tax assessor is able to catch up with it all. That's right. But yeah. when you receive that, this isn't something you're going to get annually. This is, you know, you're going to get it at one time to catch up. And then from that point forward, you just have your regular bill. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that period where they're catching up. There's a lot of transaction that goes down and the staff goes through them. Um, and, and by the way, if you just bought a house and you have your tax bill in front of you and you're trying to figure out which one you're holding, um, the supplemental will say supplemental on it. And it's usually like an orange. Yeah. It color has a different color scheme to it. Um, the regular which, one's like blue or greenish color. But look on that tax bill. It'll say um, the assessed owner. And oftentimes that's not you. I mean, if you buy your house recently, that isn't you. Those assessments were levied already for those tax periods. And that's that's another good giveaway that there's, there's a supplemental coming. Um, interestingly enough, we had a period where I... During the recession, I would buy a house from you, Dan, for be less. three hundred thousand that you had paid five hundred thousand for. So the taxes now I'm paying at Dan's rate, and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to pay taxes, and, and but they're a lien against the property. That's what's due and payable is your base, and the things declined in value. So I don't want to pay taxes on his rate at 500 grand where I just bought this thing for 300 grand. And so the supplementals worked backwards in that case. Um, 
I, I didn't, I never had it happen. I didn't buy a property where I experienced that. So I've never seen one of those bills. I think what they do is give you like a, a credit to account against future taxes. I don't think you get that, you know, the big fat check from the county. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't uh, think so. Yeah. So anyways, guys, even though we've covered it today, I feel like we've already talked about it quite a bit. If you find yourself staring at a tax bill and know what to do, first of all, I mean, obviously you're, you're welcome to give us a call. We like to help with anything related to your, your house or your finances. Uh, if we can help you by all means, we will. Um, and I do just also want to say that the County, uh, the assessor's office, they're very friendly, very helpful. I, I always hear great feedback from them. So if you have those questions, um, that's another great resource. One other thing I wanted to add about um, property taxes. I was talking to a client a couple weeks ago, and he wasn't setting up this impound or escrow account, whatever you want to call it. But on his closing statement, it showed that he had $2,000 due for property t- for his second installment of property taxes. He said, well, I, don't, I pay that on my own. I don't want to set up an impound account. So, no, you're not setting up an impound account, but any tax bill or insurance bill for that matter that's due within 60 days of closing has to be paid through closing. That's right. It doesn't mean that we're going to keep collecting money on your behalf with every payment and pay those bills in the future. This is just a one-time thing at closing um, to make sure that everything's going to be right by the time the first mortgage payment comes around, that there's not going to be any other bills due or anything. The lender always wants to get off on the right foot with all the the known payables paid um, when they go around to collect their first payment. Well, this is one of the reasons we charge you um, the rest of the month's interest at closing so that we can skip a month with you when you move into the house before you make your first mortgage payment. If we close a, close a loan for you today on March 19th, your first mortgage payment for that would be due on May 1st. So we'd make you pay out the rest of March's interest due, the you know the 19th through the 31st. 12 days That 12 days of interest gets added on as a prepaid item at close. But one of the reasons there, similar to this tax issue, is we don't want you to be scrambling in 11 days and start out wrong. You started out by Either selling, you know, maybe your loan's been sold or traded already. It's common that happens quickly right after a loan closes, but you don't want to send your mortgage payment to the wrong person or pay the wrong amount. Heck, sometimes the checkbook is in a moving box, you know, that made it into the moving van first. And so now the piano's behind it and it's just not reasonable that you're going to be able to pay that in a real timely fashion. So these things are kind of looking at setting you up for your best chance of success. Um, I did note down a couple I saw this week. Taxes have been kind of a a popular thing. Um, So some of the tax legislation that favor homeowners are as follows. Um, Real estate property taxes, both state and local, can be deducted from your income tax. Um, so that's something to remember and look into. Uh, there are exemptions on your property tax that you can file with the county that um, homeowners. Homestead. Yeah. So check that out. There might be some savings there for you. Interest on home loans for a first or second home 
can be deductible. Um, typically, if you borrowed up to a million dollars in a first lien or up to $100,000 in a second lien, um, you can write that interest off. Um, points paid to lower your interest rate can be deductible. On a purchase, they can be deductible pretty quick. On a refi, they're deductible um, over the term of what the loan is. So that can be kind of nitpicky to follow along there. Um, but also, uh, mortgage insurance can also be income tax deductible. So, um, and you know, is your mortgage insurance deductible? I don't know. However, if you got a loan this last year, or if you're paying mortgage insurance with your loan, make sure you talk to your tax preparer about that. Make sure you bring those documents in. As a practice at our company, when we close a loan for you, we like to send a copy of your closing statement to you um, that you would have a high likelihood of retaining. Uh, we used to do it with a CD, recently switched over to uh, one of those little thumb drives for the computer. Um, we also are trying to get your approval to allow us to deliver that closing statement directly to your tax preparer. Um, it's handy for us to have your taxes in file so we know who your accountant is. Um, but that being said, your tax preparer needs to know these things in order to, to properly file your taxes um, and kind of coming full circle on that. Uh, I don't think anybody really wants to pay more taxes than they have to. So those are legitimate expenses that can have some deduction, can possibly lower your tax liability. Uh, so make sure that you don't miss those. If you bought or refinanced a home in the last year, make sure you provide that closing document to your tax preparer. You can also deduct points paid on a primary residence purchase. Correct. So you should receive a 1098 every year from your lender um, that discloses the amount of mortgage interest you paid on any loan and any points, deductible points that you paid. Those, those are in boxes one and two of your 1098 form. Um, so that's an important one to keep and get those deductions. We need to do uh, another commercial break here. Um, really quickly, I just wanted yeah. to say the important dates related to these things. We've oh. got your property taxes, second installment, needs to be paid by April 10th. It's late after that, and then there's a big penalty. 10%. Yeah, so April 10th is the due date for property taxes, and I believe this year the f April 15th falls on a weekend, so it's April 18th is your filing deadline for um, income taxes. Yeah. Taxes. Fun stuff. Love them. <laughs> Love them. We're almost done with it, guys. All One of more them. <laughs> yeah, gas tax, sales tax, property tax, fun tax. Talking tax, commercial tax. Let's do, <laughs> do a commercial break right here, guys. Um, we're going to have another you know, little segment before the top of the hour, and then we're going to be joined by Pam Atkinson from Coastal Community Builders. Really looking forward to that. So stick around after this short break for more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. 
Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Our loans are not trucked in from some big bank. They're raised right here on the Central Coast. No hormones, no GMOs, no antibiotics. Call today and get your gluten-free mortgage from a caring lender that knows you only accept the best for your family. Just call Central Coast Lending. You buy or refinance a home. Just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. One, two, three, four. <laughs> One, two. Let me tell you how it will be. There's one for you, 19 for me. Cause I'm the tax man. Did you did you see the Who played on Jimmy Fallon? I heard the Who played on Jimmy Fallon. I didn't get to see it, but yeah, that's pre- awesome. The was first time cool. in like since 1967 or something like that, they'd been on late night TV. Oh, really? Yeah, crazy. It's like the 50th anniversary of the Who. Yeah. It's kind of hard to believe. Did Pete Townsend break a guitar? Anybody know? I didn't see that. I got. I didn't see that. I'm gonna have to like pull that up, see whether or not I, we can. I um, hope he didn't. I hope he grew out of that. Like, it's just a shame to see these I know. breaking beautiful <laughs> musical instruments. Just the rage. Probably they have like a broken guitar already to break for show. Uh so man, big we, news of the week. Oh, should we dive into it? Yeah, you on you're thinking about the the Fed meeting? Yeah, big yeah. news. Um, very big news. In fact, I, I love that on the financial channels now they run a ticker that's the countdown to the Fed decision. <laughs> Fed decision imminent. I don't remember that <laughs> yesteryear. Uh, that feels like a new thing. Um, 
So yeah, we were looking at um, this year four rate hikes. Yeah, back in December when the first rate hike was announced, we the expectations were for three to four, depending on who you asked, but three to four over the year. And I think even the Fed themselves suggested that rates would be a full percent to a percent and a quarter higher at the end of 2016. Yeah. And now they've dialed back those projections. Seem like, um, and I, I, mean, I, I got pulled in and out of getting to watch the press conference with Janet Yellen, but um, did she say specifically that there would only be two? Did she use those words in that order, or was it just, again, this is sort of the interpretation of a statement that um, this this rate environment is going to last you know, for a long time with slow movement? I personally did not hear that exact statement come from her, but um, it was reported in such a way that, that suggested it was, and I felt like I just missed it. That's kind of how I felt about I, it. I didn't hear that with my own ears, so I don't, I, I can't answer that question, but um, but it, it does appear, I, I think what they did say was that um, their projected rate was now a half a point lower than they projected in okay. December. So read between the lines, they've they've essentially suggested that they're only going to do two rate hikes instead of four this year. Yeah. And and so it's they what she did say was that April was still on the table as far as as a rate hike goes that they would consider doing it. Although at this meeting, the vote was nine to one to leave rates unchanged. So that seems pretty strong that um that April's not a likely date either. I think I'm of the belief that we're looking at, you know, June and December. I don't know, June and September, something like that. I'm wondering who if, knows. I'm wondering if we're gonna get any more at all. I think we will. I think I think that they wanna stay on a path. And I think when you look at at just the US economy, I think that that the slow pace of rate hikes is warranted it's when you really start to look outside of of our borders that you know and and those influences from other countries that that we do business with that that's that's when you start to wonder if if moving too fast is the is the prudent move so i think that's where they're slowing things down and want to just see right. how the world responds to it all well and the other thing that was really focused on from the the comments made was that um the there's been a pickup recently in some of the inflation um, numbers, both survey and market based, and basically sort of downplaying that a little bit, and now introducing this sort of new idea that the focus is going to be more on wage inflation, and so that's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, what if <laughs> thinking back all these years now. Right about what's been going on with uh, this expectation. When is it going to go? It's going to be tied to inflation, everybody. When inflation hits this mark, that's when you can expect this to happen. We're going to have a really accommodative policy until inflation starts. Every which way they knew how to tell us that it was going to be really closely tied to inflation, um, I think is now starting to be like, you know, inflation isn't the only driving factor in this. There's a lot more that goes into it. Um, but yeah, the sentiment was that we're likely to see now um, 
a slower, even slower pace than was originally anticipated. So for the last couple of years, when they've been saying, when we start this policy of normalizing rates, it's going to be a gradual, slow, long road to moving up. And so um, obviously that idea was like three quarters to a point this year. Um, and since we made the first quarter move, everybody is now kind of gone, okay, that that's okay. How about now we change this off to, you know, somewhere between a quarter and three quarters for the year. And, and, and I just remembered, I, I was reminding myself how gradual they said it would be. They told us it would be gradual all along. We've been anticipating something a little bit more, I think. Um, but that being said, that news this week, like, you know, I said at the beginning of the show made the first week where, the treasury yield, that 10-year treasury yield um, declined and interest rates declined with it for the first time in like a month and a half. So I was kind of happy about that, um, happy to see the market reacting kind of well. And, you know, the other thing that happened this week too, and I know we don't get um, into too much of the details of what's going on in the broader global economy, but the European Central, Central Bank this last week um, did pretty darn good by doling out, um, some more monetary stimulus. Uh, and that I think also has something to do with what the feds are looking at. What, what can the U S do? Um, and so they were through this, um, last week's decision and announcement with all that. I mean, they're saying, there's a global economy that, yeah, there's there's kind of some soft spots out there and some things, uh, but kept stressing really that the U.S. economy was doing pretty well. And so, uh, yeah, just stay tuned on that. I mean, all we really can do is watch and listen. These things are always a, an interesting insight, though, into what this, these people that are supposed to be the smartest, you know, most in tune people in the country with what's going on economically, uh, how they see it, how, how they see the economy progressing. So we'll see, uh, other little points to just kind of hit on, uh, retail sales for the month of February came out last week. Um, they fell 0.1% in February. Declining gasoline prices had a lot to do with that. Not super surprising, but if you take out um, auto and gas, retail sales were uh, up 0.3%. So um, downward revisions to January um, garnered some attention as well. Uh, the initial estimate for January was a retail sales growth of 0.2%. That's been revised to a negative 0.4% for January. So that's not very good news there. Um, perhaps that's just one of the spots to um, kind of worry about. Producer price index came out this week. That index fell 0.2% in February as well. Um, taking out food and energy for all those people that don't eat or drive. It was flat month over month um, and is up 1.2% year over year. It's kind of interesting. I, I heard some of the articles I read this week too, were saying that, that those, um, the indices seldom take into account, um, healthcare, those, those added costs there. And so, um, yeah, interesting. Take out, 
take out food and energy and, and see what's going on. Man, that's Your like two biggest expenses of a household. Yeah, and and the <laughs> cost of food is is pretty uh, influenced by the the price of gas too. This week with rates, you know, we started to see some easing at the the second half of the week. Um, seemed like it was pretty much tied with that Fed meeting that they. It's hard to say that for the five week run up in rates um, that it was all based on anticipating this Fed meeting. I don't think that was necessarily the case, um, but it it sure seems like the decline right after was based on the Fed lowering their projections for rates for the well, year. I mean, what week of the year are we in? Well, I don't know, roughly the twelfth or so, thirteenth, something like that. End of February would be eight, so then middle of March you're looking at yeah, somewhere between ten, eleven and a half, twelve maybe something like that. Um, those first four, six, eight weeks of the year was kind of when the bloodbath was going on in the stock market. A lot of correction happened there. Um, it's sort of been healing itself in this last like five week period. So some of this I think is just tied to that. It's like, hey, okay, everything's all right. Um, and when you see that, because look, I mean, I, you're not a big day trader. I'm not a big day trader. But if you're a day trader that was watching this stuff every day, start to go, man, these this, the stocks or whatever stock you pick. I mean, I was watching the financials like we always do, and they're in there talking about, you know, Apple's down and Microsoft is down and Amazon is down and Netflix is down and it's just down, 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 down. And, oh, this one's a sell and this one didn't make expectations. That seemed like the, the story of all of the financials for the first, you know, six or eight weeks of the year. And now that's sort of corrected itself. You know, like yesterday I said, hey, Apple's up 10% this month. Okay, yeah, I like caught back that 10% it missed the first two months. Um, and so now we're seeing, I think, those things just sort of catching back up. And that's why interest rates corrected a little bit with it. I mean, as the loyal listeners to the show know, in the economy, that bad news for financial stock markets, employment, job numbers, all anything that's bad news is typically going to have a downward effect on interest rates. So you start, those markets start stabilizing and find, okay, that correction's over. Now it's just only up from here. Then you see those, the, the mortgage markets start to increase rates then as we sort of gear up for, um, positivity in the general market as opposed to, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. You better drop those mortgage rates and keep that working well. And as we see so commonly when there's these fluctuations in rates, the media is usually a little bit behind reporting the news. Uh -huh. So what I've seen in the last couple of weeks is people coming into the office wanting to refinance and take advantage of the rates that were available two or three weeks ago right and not the rates that you can get today because they've gotten a little bit higher now it appears that we're on the downswing again so there might be opportunity but my message to those folks who were interested but maybe a little late to the party is you start your application process now there's no cost to it and you're in position to lock in the low rate when it comes back that's right it's free to do that all right, guys, we're going to the top of the hour break here. We'll be back in about five minutes. We got a, a guest here with us for the next hour. So stick around. We hope you'll stay with us for more Mortgage Matters.
Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now, here's Dan and Jason. everybody welcome back thanks so much for uh joining us if you're just joining us being with us he did not smash the guitar by the way he not <laughs> not just, at the end just unpro- getting a little more tame yeah but this is what they sang on this night show jimmy fell oh my gosh did you know that tonight uh, the fremont theater is screening tommy Oh my gosh! <laughs> I did not see you're the one this morning. Well, I was just because oh, Anne Margaret was in uh, for the um, Slow Film, Fest- Film Festival. Pretty That's exciting. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I got, I got to catch a uh, well boring stuff. I saw the Who one time. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Played played <laughs> Quadrophenia at the pond. Okay, probably the one rock band that's legendary that I haven't seen. <laughs> No big deal. No big deal. Okay. Probably doesn't matter. <laughs> Back to business. All right. Yeah. All right. Sorry. All right. I get right. musically d- distracted. I, you know, it's easy to have. Yeah, that's okay. We are joined this hour by Pam Adkison. She is the community sales representative for Coastal Community Builders. I had the opportunity to meet with her yesterday, and uh, it was our first meeting. Great, great meeting. Um, it's good to hear about a company that's really bringing some quality homes to our area, both uh, San Luis Obispo County as well as Santa Barbara County. And um, and so we'll just jump right into it. Welcome Thank to the show. You. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yes, we are actually building homes and um, Realtor.com says that's the big demand of the day. We need more homes and we're building them as fast as we can. Yeah, it's, um, it's a need. We talk about it quite often on the show. You can't continue to have population growth and stop building homes for eight years. It creates, it creates a lot of problems. Um, it's, it's contributed to the rapid appreciation of homes, mm-hmm. which for people who own homes is great. I mean, we all love to see our home values go up, but for a lot of the working class families here that want to stay here and own, own real estate and own their primary residence, it becomes more and more difficult to do, to realize that dream. So we need new homes to help ease that pressure. This is such a beautiful area, and for um, years, you know, we've had these, the college students come here, they want to stay here, and they can't. Uh, and we're really wanting to change that. You know, with each new home we build, we're actually creating jobs for the local economy, uh, for everybody. Um, each new home, actually, in excess of 100 people, just before it gets off the ground, and then you can see where... It goes nuclear after that, and um, with about 2,500 new homes on the book, and very thoughtfully um, developed, I might add, uh, working with local governments and uh, state water. Uh, we're a very litigious state, but we, you know, we work with it, and we consider the local communities that we're in. So about 20 new subdivisions of various phases, and uh, from Templeton to Solvang, we're doing it. That's great. 
I was I was at a presentation recently for one of the committees I'm on where um, you know just specifically to slow itself, but they were saying that Cal Poly is looking at having um, expanding more housing and trying to get second year students to stay on campus, nice, which increases their um, man. I it's been a it's been a little bit now, but let me think back to the stats. He said something like, when a student moves off of campus, the dropout rate. It goes up a lot, like more than double. So the longer they can keep you on campus, if you can stay on campus through your second year. um, And so it sounds like they're maybe even moving towards making that mandatory, which takes a little bit of more strain off of the housing right here in Slow. Um, That's an interesting idea. You know, I I don't know how I feel about (laughs) that, but... um, well, anything that keeps, you know, keeps them local. And it's the thing, if we, can, if we can do that, even if it's to the locale. I mean, from Templeton to Solving, like I said, we've got communities that are forming in various phases. Um, we are San Luis Slow Terrace, right there off of Rachel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had about 16 of those, nine sold and seven left. Yes, and uh, they're still available. Um, so that's happening. Um, our pricing on our homes on the Central Coast ranges from the low threes, in Santa Maria, um, up until over a million, depending upon where it is. And, uh, you know, you guys know that mortgage rates are pretty amazing, and it looks like we're not going to have too much of a bump this year, right? Oh, yeah. We've been saying for years <laughs> that these rates are going to go up. They I'm, can't stay here forever. And I'm then, out of the prediction business. Yeah. I give up on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we started the year thinking that this was the year. Yeah, the feds told us, yeah, look for a point higher, and so far, no. And now Um, they've recently dialed back the forecast, as we just talked about last hour, that rates are only projected to go up about a half a point Mm -hmm. from this point forward through the rest of the year. So, yeah, it does keep financing for homes, whether they're new or existing homes, very, very affordable. A good rule of thumb for people out there considering buying is that for every $100,000 you finance, it's going to cost you about $500 Mm -hmm. a month. That's um, so it's, you know, that's cheap money. It's I'm, historically affordable. I'm curious to kind of talk a little bit about Coastal Community Builders. I mean, almost a household name. Thank Obviously you. been around for quite a while. Oh, yeah. um, how did it go? <gasps> Surviving that recession? Oh, Survi- I mean, wild ride? This is where I get really excited. I'm really, really proud of our founder, owner, Gary Grossman, um, and his team. In fact, a lot of the core team is still from 1988 with us today. Uh, They built about 2,500 homes back in the 80s to the early 2000s. And Gary had uh, the foresight, really, to kind of get eased out of that market in the mid-2000s where others were still kind of chasing that market down. And came out, got, you know, his, he had some commercials, shopping centers, and, you know, kind of waited it out and then came back in at about 2011 or 2012. So took a breather out of the real estate market from, <laughs> yes. for the six for worst the years. Yes. So does he keep I his crystal who, ball I in a case know or is it like is. a bag? Exactly, exactly. Does he let anyone else look at it? I'm looking, it's like that pesky little sneaky leprechaun. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. It. it is really so awesome. So in an so. era where a lot of builders have been kind of licking and wounds and trying to figure out how to rebuild their credit and credibility and get back out there. He was just doing it and quietly acquiring. There were a lot of foreclosed um, new home communities came in and picked up. And that was really a, a learning curve. Most of his building, um, he had a few interests outside of the area, but was Santa Maria locally. And now with being in both counties, 
Um, and he's, you know, the team is into it. He loves his homes. He color schemes, layouts, floor plans. Um, he is madly in love with this product, and it shows in all of our communities. So it's it's been a it's, you know a real labor of love. For those of you that are sitting uh, in your armchair there. Listening to the conversation, if you want to check out what we're talking about, you can go to CoastalCommunityBuilders.com. Great website with some high-quality pictures in the photo gallery where you can link through and see some examples of these homes that have been built. Um, No doubt, like me, as you scroll through, you'll be seeing, oh, I recognize that. Oh, okay, they built that. Ah, got it. That's one of them. Right. Um, And you said uh, 20 projects going on right now? About. I mean, there are various phases of acquisition. Some of them I don't know about. Um, The ones that I do is about 13 of them. So we have Templeton Ranch that will be releasing soon at the very north end. Mm -hmm. Um, Then we are um, currently releasing Slow Terrace. We have four in Pismo Beach that are up and coming. Uh, We just released those gorgeous lots at Costa Azure. Right there on Maddie Road. Um, four or five of those are released now, so they're ready to go. A little higher end, but those views forever. Um, we're at uh, Seaside. Pismo Beach will be soon. Terraces at La Vin- Las Ventanas um, is closing out. We've got some left there. Um, just beautiful. Not right in downtown, but you've got vistas, and you're you're out of the fray, but... You know, you get it all. Uh, today, let's see. We have Her- Heritage Square in Santa Maria. Those are, uh, it's a gated community. It's our lowest priced uh, product right now from the low threes, low HOA, gated community, three acre park. Um, it's it's beautiful. About uh, 296 homes. We're just edging into phase two now. Terraces at Las Ventana. La Ventana is on the east side of Santa Maria, about 120 homes estate-sized lots, no HOA, and guess what, people? You can bring your RVs on most of those. Bring your toys. Um, we've got um, RV parking there, and that's not something you see in a lot of these communities. I will add, to that I hate to interrupt here, but uh, those are right down the street from our Santa Maria studios, I believe. And oh, they're yeah, actually cool. very nice. I've driven Thank by, and they're pretty you. nice looking. They really are. Yeah. I, I want to let our listeners know that... Um, we are live in the studio today, and you can um, call in. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any comments or questions, you can call us at 543-8830. I know that the topic of building can be a controversial one, but we invite all opinions to call in and, and share your opinions. Um, we do have one caller waiting patiently on the line. We've got Pete calling from San Luis Obispo. Hi, Good morning, Pete. Pete. Yeah. Good morning, Pete. Hi. Hello. Uh, yeah, I couldn't... I uh, was just calling with all the jubilation you folks are sharing over destroying the landscape with thousands of tract homes. You built 17 near my house, crappy tract homes that destroyed a beautiful hillside mm-hmm. and meadow. And I know you don't set public policy, but you, Gary has tried to sway it through donations, just like all typical big bucks people do across the land. And... I, for one, put in a word, I don't appreciate what you do okay. in putting huge housing developments and tract homes around, which degrade the country, the lifestyle of the residents, the neighbors. You should instead be trying to encourage more individualized housing, yes. which enhances lifestyle and so on. Pete, I really want to thank you for your input. We know that it's 
you know, they're not for everyone. And I want to tell you that I know that people say that people try to sway this or that, but there is a, um, there's a process we have to go through and we have to thoughtfully consider the majority of the, the people around us. We don't, we don't have carte blanche to go in to do these things. And we re- do realize that not everyone will be happy with what is there, but, you know, people do need to live somewhere and we're there to serve a need. And it also pays forward in the contribution to the, um, the local community, the, the people that buy houses and, uh, the, the supermarkets and, you know, keeping the economy going so we contribute in that way but you know I agree that um, I, I mean I hear you not agree but hear yeah, you that you know it's not for everyone but appreciate your yeah, your comments well Pam isn't there something to be said you know because it, it, uh, let's just say like in utopia in the perfect world would we build track homes oh maybe not um, or even developments. I mean, some people really prefer them where it's not so eclectic and the homes are varied from, you know, one of several floor plans available. So it comes off as a more homogeneous or, you know, a neighborhood maybe that's a little more aesthetically appealing. I get that people fall on different sides of the spectrum. But one of the things that's that's an interest, I always am really interested in this discussion where it starts to turn into an argument about well, you're not building workforce housing or whatever. My point is, and and this is what I want to ask you, is that isn't it kind of necessary in keeping affordable housing um, or people in the workforce able to buy these homes? There's a there's a benefit to yes. building at scale. Yes. There's a reason why we're yes. not seeing individual homes that are, you know, those are harder to build affordably uh, when true. you're building one. Absolutely. And we do have to consider that affordability component. Um, We do have affordable programs. And there is a lot that goes into making it affordable and desirable. And we've come a long way, you know, as as new home builders, I don't just speak for us, but others that to consider, you know, we're um, the water issues, solar, Uh, most of our homes are solar ready. Um, We have to comply for 20 years out for water issues and concerns. There is a lot to go into it, yet keeping that price point per community, per tract, you know, at, at a reasonable rate. And um, it, it, it's a thoughtful process. One of the other considerations, other than just affordability with providing newer units, you know, it helps reduce demand um, by beefing up the supply, is that the we had Jeff Eccles on from the... Um, Home Builders Association of the Central Coast. He was on a couple months back, and he reminded us that new homes are much more efficient than older homes. You know, what you see with newer building is you see solar, you see... um, we, we see water being used more efficiently, both gray water um, types of devices and, and, you know, that planning going into homes as well as just low or, you know, energy efficient and water efficient appliances and things like that being put into newer homes. We're seeing permeable surfaces being put around homes for the hardscape. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of... Um, There's environmental benefits to newer homes versus older homes. It's true. Um, And a lot of the new projects, the bigger projects, they incorporate a lot of green space. In fact, that's one of the big selling points that 
um, you know, they that developers use when they go forward before planning commissions and that is they talk about the green space and how they're going to, um, you know, we know that that's, that's something that we value here on the Central Coast mm-hmm. is our outdoor activities and our green space. And, and so there's this balance that I know is very delicate and and it, it, it's a tough thing to manage, but, you know, we are a growing population, and, and so there's a balance that has to be reached there. That's, that's all true. Um, yeah, it is a sensitive, thoughtful process. Um, it's, it's not for everyone to do, but we're, we're happy to do it, and we're, um, we're going through all the processes and making it happen. But thank you for your, for your comments. Yeah. Um, I'll acknowledge the bias here where everyone in this room, with the exception of Jim, is in the housing business. So there is a, <laughs> there is a bias, but I, you know, we, we definitely appreciate uh, Pete's comments and, and concern, and, and I share it to some extent. Um, but I also recognize the need for, for new housing as well. Yeah, and we did have a caller that didn't want to go on, but she did appreciate that you're having this person on. You don't have to necessarily agree all the time, but... Um, you're expressing a point of view and that's yeah. what she wanted to say. And she said that she would recommend you guys actually. Oh, well, yeah. thank you. It's not an easy topic. I mean, I, I share from time to time. My, I got my degree from Cal Poly and city and regional planning. Um, and I have some good experience in working, um, in community development. I've been a part of doing the town hall meetings where you'd, addressing those things and and doing the vignettes of trying to come up with ideas what's the best development what's the you know all these different things and um it's not easy Mm -hmm. and then in the end yeah you're trying to comply with the ordinances and zoning requirements that are usually pretty clearly written um so you do your best to come up with something that fits within the confines um it it is not an easy thing though ever mm-hmm. um and you know currently i'm on one of the chamber committees that deals with uh housing and economics and we have these kind of conversations like you know like the sentiment of pete or the full other end of the spectrum where people are like you know i i don't care blow the doors off this thing and build something cheap so my oh. kids can stay in town you know i mean there's there's this whole spectrum of where people fall on it, uh, and that's that's just the hard thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Pete sounds like he's a little extra scorn. He is close to his home, um, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, respect. We are, um, in case you're just tuning in, we're joined by Pam Adkison. She's the community sales representative for Coastal Community Builders. We're talking, well, we just talked a little bit about the company itself. Um, we were also talking a little bit about the various communities We're going to continue this conversation, but right now we're going to take a quick commercial break. Again, I invite your calls and your questions and comments. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, The number to the studio is 543-8830. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with hosts Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-883-800-549-5832. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Give yourself the best possible chance to buy your dream home with our 21-day close. We get you fully pre-approved before you find your house so you can write a shorter, easier offer and beat out the competition. It's time for you to be the offer that gets accepted. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328358. The state of denial is a drag. Trial when I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call agent Susan Rodriguez. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. can't begin to knowing but then I know it's growing strong wasn't the spring and spring became the summer who'd have believed you'd come along Touching hands. This is a tough song to talk over. Yeah, I know, you gotta wait for this. Here it comes, here it comes, here it comes. Touching me, touching you. Sweet Caroline, ba ba ba. So good. So good. So you say you you don't know why you played it. I actually heard this song more than once at spring training. Oh, I they love do this a lot this at, at the baseball games. Pretty popular. Yeah, it's a fun game. I love Neil Diamond. <laughs> He's awesome. All right, we're back with Pam Atkinson of Coastal Community Builders. We're enjoying the conversation so far. Um, you had an event that you wanted to talk I about. I need to talk about an event. This is so fun. Taste of Solvang. It's, a, it's our southernmost community. Vistas at Skit Mesa is in its final phase. Uh, homes from the mid-sevens. Now you're talking about okay. up on a mesa. Um, about third to one acre lot yeah, sizes, single-story homes with no HOA. 
And that's pretty much going to be it for solving anything of that kind. And we've got about 30 homes left. We are part of the Taste and Tour uh, wine and appetizers and um, opportunity to win a door prize today from 11 to 5, 1230 Olison Drive in Solvang. And um, yes, um, come on down and visit the Vistas at Skit Mesa today. So this is open to anyone? There's no charge or anything no like that? No charge whatsoever. Cool. Well, not for them to come visit the homes. If you want to experience the entire taste of Solvang, I believe that there is a charge and okay. uh, they're available online and you can get tickets for all kinds of events. I'm we looking at the website night. right now. It, solvingusa.com. It looks like the the full weekend passport is 110 bucks. There you go. And it's worth it. I was tasting things last night that were beyond amazing. There's a package called the whole shebang <laughs> <laughs> which includes VIP Early entrance, opening night, sip and savor, tasting trail, wine and beer, brunch. Wow, wow. so much stuff. It's, 175 bucks. Hey. And solving so beautiful. It's it really is. It's gonna be a nice day too. So we have All a right. caller on the line. Hey. We've got Bob calling in from Santa Maria. Hi, Welcome Bob. to the show, Bob. Yeah, hi guys. How you doing? And hi Pam. This is Bob Colotti. I thought I recognized that voice. Yeah, by Mushpuka. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just calling in. I was I was pleased to hear Pam on the radio this morning, so I could not help myself. I had the call, oh. and uh, just a con- I wanted to make just a brief comment about the guy before us who had some comments. Of course, I will admit I am a realtor, but I had not been a realtor all my life. I was an engineer, and uh, and so I kind of look at things. I think I look at things kind of clearly. At least I hope so. Mm-hmm. And um, first off, let me say that uh, Gary Grossman and Pam Atkinson are uh, truly quality people, and they build a quality product, and they care about what they're doing. They care about the communities they're serving, as near as I can tell. Uh, And I've known Pam a long time. And while I don't know Gary personally, I don't think I've even ever met him. Um, I've heard nothing but good comments about him over the 20 years that I've been doing this in Santa Maria. the other thing is, you know, I understand what the caller was saying, the earlier call, and I think we all understand there's a need for, for housing. Uh, we see, you know, Santa Maria is a big market, and there is big demand here, and there is a horrible shortage of resale homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if someone can afford it, there's nothing out there to buy. So new homes are an integral part of the pa- the package. I mean, you've got to have them. Um the uh, population grows. You've got to have housing. And uh, as you alluded earlier, if you build a onesie or a twosie here or there or something small, they're going to be terribly expensive. So the only way to get the cost down is to have large volumes of homes being built. And, and certainly the design is critical. I mean, you can build an automatic ghetto if you build it wrong, but if you build it right, you can build very decent neighborhoods and I think most of the builders today uh, realize that and they're trying real hard and and plus the cities and I know Santa Maria and San Luis and all they monitor what's going in very closely they have a pulse of what's needed in their community and the builders have to comply with those requirements and they're not easy and they're not easy so the builders serve a, a very important uh, very important part because otherwise housing would become even more expensive mm-hmm. 
for uh, the working class. So we've got to have a steady supply. I think that's that's just clear. I want to like see it not, like it or not. <laughs> I want to see the solution. You know, um, obviously we have to add housing, and right. if not, you know, you're going to offend me because I have three young kids that I desperately want in my life as when they're adults, <laughs> and if course. you want to just build a moat around slow and refuse to allow any more houses to be built in the city or county, you're ensuring that they'll be priced out. And, you know, I mean, like we said, I mean, this is a crazy complicated problem. Um, And if anything, you know, some of that energy, Pete and others that share that sentiment, um, I think what you really want to do is go down and affect public policy, go down and, and talk about workforce housing type of affordable housing type of things uh-huh. where, um, you know, density. But I think even some more like the policies in the city where waiving building fees and expedited plan review, things that incent a builder um, to want to go in and build 900 square foot homes on 1200 square foot lots or something um all of this stuff though you got it at one end of it you got an entrepreneur that loves building loves the design loves the the finished result loves seeing people get into homes that came from his imagination um it's still a calculated business risk to get in and out of a market under a set of regulatory criteria that's a it's a really challenging thing to do um, and so, yeah, it's uh, those are all very good points. And Bob, I'm glad you called too. Um, one of the things we want to talk about is how we appreciate brokers in all of our communities. I know I do oh. an outreach to your offices and oh, online, yeah. and and tell everyone uh, brokers are you guys cast the wider net. Um, you, you know, there was a time when <laughs> you know if you build it, they will come, and there were builders that were just ah, oh, you know, we don't need you. Your clients, they'll find us. Um, No. When that market happened in the mid-2000s, there was a lot of, you know, penance to pay um, and trying to earn back the trust of the broker and realtor. Um, There is a process. And for all the realtors out there, if you have clients that are looking at a home, new or resale, bring them by our communities and register them um, Mm -hmm. as part of the tour. And we will cooperate with you. That's all we ask is that you bring them by with you. And everybody likes to look at new homes. I mean, they're pretty (laughs) and decorated. So it's not a a bad 20 minutes. But and and also it's it's your additional inventory because for realtors, really, we're building about 2000 homes over a period of time that will be eventually inventory to resell someday. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, the, the the last thing I wanted to say before I left was, and I'm not sure most people realize this, but I work with a builder here in town that builds one, one and two houses, and I don't think people realize, at least in Santa Maria, and I'm sure it's the same or worse up there, the fees and the permit fees and, and the, the school fees mm-hmm. and traffic mitigation fees and to build water meter fees, mm-hmm. um, on average, his, his cost to... Uh, to pay those fees is about $50,000. That's $50,000 before you even turn a, a bit of dirt. So anyone who's, who's concerned about all the building and, and the prices of real estate, maybe they should put some pressure on their elected officials to get some of these fees dropped. And you were talking about it earlier. Because but, uh, that, that cost, that $50,000, it, it doesn't get eaten by the builder. 
It's eaten by the consumer. It goes into the price of the exactly. house. And they have to spend $50,000 before you turn a lick of dirt. Right. I think that's, I think that's outrageous. It's closer I think to it's 55. Outrageous. <laughs> and more people need to know about it. And maybe they'll complain to the legislators and get some of that change. So yeah. that, that's my last point. And I thank oh, you for listening to me. Thank you so much. And good to hear your voice as always. <laughs> we appreciate okay. your perspective, Bob. Thanks thank for the you. phone call. <laughs> um, if anyone else out there would like to share their opinion or thoughts, give us a call. 543-8830. Do you have anything um, to add about fees? I know I see. Oh gosh! Few notes well, there. It, he said fifty thousand. It's closer to fifty-five per home. Um, we have to again provide proof of water to the community for a twenty-year time period out. Uh, school fees impacts. Uh, the developer pays pays all those, and any other general environmental impacts, parks, recreations. We do all the discovery on all those environmental impacts for each community. Um, it's 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 up there. It costs, and uh, yeah, uh, it's a very litigious. And our two counties are very environmentally very environmentally oriented, and that's a good thing. But we have to work with that, with the community. We hold hands with all of those things to try to produce something that is aesthetically appealing, functionally appealing. Uh, Economically, environmentally appealing, appealing, all of those things. So I wanted to ask you, uh, many parts of the the county and city, they have um, affordable housing requirements that when you put in a project, you have to provide so many units of affordable housing or or then pay into like the, I don't know, in lieu type of funds, right? It's either or. Yeah. um, So how is that typically addressed with your guys' company? Well, um, it's kind of an either or. It depends on the municipality, the locale, the what we can and can't do. There's a there's an interior process with each one, so it's not a set cut in you know set in stone process for each. But that there is um, in many of our communities affordable housing um, availability. And as do you as find that those sell out quickly, the affordable units? Not necessarily because of the guidelines can be kind of restrictive yeah, on who I, qualifies. It's interesting to me, and I tr- I've tried a couple times to be able to get in and affect some of this dialogue about these requirements. Mm-hmm. And um, it's tough for us. Somebody will come and say, I want to buy this affordable unit in here. Uh, it's really difficult to get somebody that makes below the income limit, but has a debt to income ratio that's um, also below that maximum limit. Uh, it's it almost takes like a unicorn buyer to figure it's it a, out. It's a little unique, but it's a, an offering. And I but they I, always sell. Is that the bottom it, line? It does happen. It goes. Okay. They go. They find them. You know, it it happens and moves forward. But I agree with you. It is kind of a, a very tight parameters that one would have to fill it's not everybody can't just come in and pick it up and i think that's probably the reason for it is that it's going to take a certain you want to be able to provide it to someone who can (laughs) sure we're going to take our final break of the show if you'd like to join in the conversation we invite your calls at 543-8830 543-8830 we'll be right back with the final segment of mortgage matters don't go anywhere keep it locked to mortgage matters on kvec news talk 920 to ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. 
Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending, host of Mortgage Matters on KVEC. As mortgage experts, we can help you refinance your home or investment property. We can lower your rate, shorten your term, or get rid of your mortgage insurance. Don't miss the opportunity to improve your financial situation. Call Central Coast Lending today. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328358. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks. I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical. Like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Don't you know I'll have me a time With a poor man's lady Hitching on a twilight train Ain't nothing here that All I right, guys, welcome back. We're drawn into the tail end of the segment here. We want to make sure we use the most of it. Um, so I think it'd be a great time um, to have Pam talk with us a little bit about some of the projects around our uh, Central Coast here that you guys have got. So exciting. Yes, uh, we have quite a few of them, as I mentioned earlier. If you weren't listening, about 13 or so we've got active and more to come. Um, For any of these homes at any point during the day, www.coastalcommunitybuilders.com. All of our uh, communities do have Facebook pages. Uh, We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, find us, like us, share us, um, be informed. Or you can call at any time, uh, 1-866-497-5776 for additional information. Uh, We're um, 
on the north end of San Luis Obispo County, Templeton Ranch is going to be released shortly. Um, we are at um, San Luis Slo Terrace, SLO Terrace. That is on Rachel San Luis Obispo. Seven remaining there. We've got about four beautiful new communities at various stages in Pismo Beach, uh, Maroya Grande, Monte Sereno uh, State, homes in a gated community. Ter- uh, terraces at Las Ventanas is closing out in Pismo. We are really excited. Final phase, some good good homes. Be a part of that and more to come downtown with Costa Azur Seaside. Uh, we have um, Heritage Square in Santa Maria, our, our low end price wise, but the homes are beautiful. We had the city council came through and one of them was a former builder actually said, if I was still in the new home business, I would steal these floor plans, and they really are pretty. We made great use of the community. Low HOA, gated, uh, beautiful. At the East End, Legacy of La Ventana, those are 120 home sites. HOA, estate-sized lots, and uh, bring your toys. We have many of the lots RV-capable. And at the South End, and today, with the Taste of Solving, Taste and Tour, visit the Vistas at Skit Mesa. And they are beautiful. We're in final phase, mid-sevens. Won't be anything like that ever again. We're really proud of that community. How many, approximately how many different um, floor plans are there in each community? In each community, we have about four or five floor plans. And depending upon, uh, we have some modifications to each of those plans. So online, you can get a little bit of the, you know, the alternate plans. And, uh, but we have really, for building a stick-built tract community, we're not really box boxy. Um, they're very unique, and there's a lot of quote-unquote, custom touches in these homes because we know what people want. You know, we know that there's house.com, HGTV. Um, People want what they want these days, and we have to incorporate that somehow and still, you know, make it work. Let's talk about some of those amenities with these communities. I know, you know, you mentioned solar. What other types of of amenities, um, both luxurious and environmental, can people expect? Okay, so we, the water, of course, the faucets, toilets, the the tankless water heaters are pretty much standard now with, with the homes. Solar, either solar ready or solar out the door. Um... Drought tolerant landscaping. That is, probably, is a big one. Yeah. Big one. And uh, whether we get the big El Nino or not, it's uh, they're beautiful. Um, we've learned that it doesn't just have to be the wood chips and the and the white rock. You can make them real nice. Succulent landscaping is beautiful. And um, so yeah, there there is all of that as well. Um, you know, we use higher touches on the the roof tops. Um, you're getting your tile roofs. You're um, we're not. We're not skimping on any of those things. Um, are there in new construction? Is there, or, or I guess in any of your communities, are there, um, you know, rain water capture or gray water capture systems? Or there, there are. And speaking to the, because uh, these are words I hear, being on the front end. But yes, we we are um, very much a part of. We have to comply with those things. These are all part of. The environmentals, the the water issues, the things we have to comply with on us, you know, city, county, statewide, and sometimes federal levels, that we have to make use of. That's great. Yeah, I know we've had a few builders on over the years, and um, one of the things we talk about it's both a pro and a con. It adds costs, but it's it's good for the environment. Is there's a lot of new. Um, 
new requirements in place that that homes have to meet certain environmental standards in order to get approved and it's it's uh, an attempt to balance as we've talked about you know with both of our callers kind of on both ends of the spectrum here of, as far as building goes that there's a balance that needs to be met you need to balance the environment balance the open space but also the need for additional housing units mm-hmm. i'd like to maybe have her address a little bit of the open space that you incorporate like the one in santa maria you mentioned there's like a three acre park is yes. there any sort of recreational facility with it or well, th- what we have is like it's that? the park space um and there is a barbecue area and there's a little dog park station um, I know it can be used, it's first come, first serve for the families at the little park space. Uh, the biggest benefit at Heritage, um, along with that, is the gated community. Um, mm-hmm. In um, We're at Blosser and Battles, mm-hmm. um, but it, these homes are really something. Uh, we have the off-site yeah. parking, so that discourages the on, and it, you know, it's not allowed to put your five or six cars on the lawn or on the driveway. So we have off-site parking, you have your garage, you have your driveway, and you also have this off-site parking throughout the community for guests and for additional vehicles. Well, I mentioned earlier that our studios in Santa Maria are right down the street from that, and we saw we saw them being built, and it seemed like they were being done fairly nicely. It, it, they are really beautiful, and they are really high demand. You know, we have, on our website, we have builder specials weekly. So going to coastalcommunitybuilders.com, click on the events and specials, we will blast it out and you'll you'll see what's new and fresh. And many of our homes, they have additional amenities uh, attached to them, upgrades and priced to, you know, if we're going into another phase, you can get some tremendous values. I mean, they're a value anyway, but you know, if you're, if you're looking, you know, earmark that site and take a, you know, keep, keep on it every week. We, we had a new special. When it comes to new construction, I, I, have to go back to the point of the jobs that are created with it because these are jobs that are local jobs these are jobs for people who live here Um, these aren't jobs that can be outsourced you know you have to be here to to construct a home to install plumbing to provide the, the you know the electrical and all the different features that go into homes there's you know you have to furnish a home and there's so much that goes into um, building new homes and maintaining these homes so there's there's a lot of jobs that go along with new construction it's so you know true. I don't think a lot of people realize how much housing contributes to to job creation it's true for for every single home built even before breaking ground and there's an excess of 100 people that will touch that home. That's just before anything. You know, you've got your pre-construction, city, county, state, federal, engineers, architects, planners. And then you get to the construction phase where you're employing subcontractors, escrow, title, lenders, appraisers, marketing, utilities. And then once we close escrow, where are they going to buy things? You know, so the contribution to the local economy is is nuclear. The fission, it just, you know. So what we're adding and bringing and, and maintaining, it's it's really in the big picture, an amazingly great thing. Yeah, and, and these are these are head of household jobs. Mm-hmm. That's you know, I didn't hear. I mean, there obviously there's other things that go on, but but Good for point. the for the Thank most you. part, these are head of household jobs. These mm-hmm. are jobs that can provide for an entire family. And, uh, and they're good jobs. It, it's good to have new construction to balance everything that we need here. Again, yes, true. And, you know, we are really lucky, all of us, to live where we live. I've been uh, I, 
since 1981 moved up from Southern California, and I don't, <laughs> I, I, I thank and kiss the ground every day. This is a beautiful, beautiful place. Um, we want to keep it reasonable. We want, we love the reasonable growth. We have to work with our communities and municipalities and our um, residents locally, but we're really happy and proud at Coastal Community Builders to be building these beautiful new homes for you. I would say with like Santa Maria, especially there's a lot of industry in Santa Maria, mm-hmm. not a lot of affordable housing. No. There's a lot of agriculture. There's a lot of aerospace. There's the, the Vandenberg Air Force Base. Right. There's a lot of tourism, uh, the wine industry, and there's just not a whole lot of affordable housing. There isn't. So, there isn't. so we're trying to address that lovingly <laughs> and uh, thoughtfully. And for people who are interested in any of the communities, um, how can they get a hold of you again? Okay. Please call anytime, 866-497-5776. Our website is www.coastalcommunitybuilders.com. We are on Facebook, as I said, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, house.com. Um, or stop by any of our communities at any time. All of our sales communities are open from Monday through Sunday every day from 10 to 5. And we have great sales staff there for you. And you mentioned yesterday during our conversation that you, know, you allow feedback on, on the various websites and social oh, media. definitely. And you shared with me, too, that you know not all the comments are positive and you you leave those on you're not deleting and filtering comments so people can go on and see all the opinions you bet um because really how do you get better as any any company if you if you delete that you know we we want to address it you know maybe there was a particular customer service issue or something that you know that was valid and they needed a, a route but it's just a place to to get that out there and so you know our corporate looks at those things we reach out we find out what's going on and we hope to get back to those that were affected or feel that they were wronged in some manner and and see what we can do to right it and um yeah we we've been here doing business on the central coast for since 1988 so we're not a big box builder that's going to pack up our stuff and go away and you can't hug us or strangle us someplace else. We're here. We're part of this community. Everyone lives locally. You're going to see us in the supermarkets and on the street. So, you know, we, we're proud and we want to, you know, show up and be um, – we're really proud to be offering these homes and um, – Yes. <laughs> well, you can go to the website. I'm, I'm looking at all of the different communities. You can see pictures. There's great descriptions. So it's a, it's a beautiful website. A lot of, lot of information here. Coastalcommunitybuilders.com. Um, check it out if you're interested in, in new homes or just seeing what, uh, what your neighbors um, you know, might be moving into. If you already live in, in those areas, you can see what, what the new homes are looking like and, and how they're going to enhance maybe the value of your home and, and enhance your neighborhood. It's a, it's and, pretty and, spectacular. And it's okay to just come and take a look at model homes too. <laughs> I love to do that. I know <laughs> when, when I see new homes pop up in my neighborhood, I like to go Yay. go check out and see 
see what the Joneses have exactly. have going on. You're not alone in that, by the way. <laughs> the open house numbers, a lot of them are just nosy neighbors. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> Finally get in there and see what you got going on. Oh, that's that's the gateway drug there. Yeah, that's fun. It's, a, it's definitely a hobby of mine. Um, if you're interested in in qualifying for a new home, that's what that's where we come in. Central Coast Lending. We love working with first time home buyers or experienced home buyers. Um, we'll we have offer the full gamut of loan products, whether it's VA, FHA, USDA, or conventional or jumbo financing. We do it all. There's down payment assistance programs available. Incredibly low interest rates. Um, you know, we see interest rates fluctuate from week to week, month to month. But I, I remind you that historically, interest rates hover between six and eight percent. Sometimes they go up really high. You talk to some people who are around, um, you know, before my time in the mortgage industry, and they like to tell me stories of double digit. Well, you know, I got fourteen percent and was happy to have it. <laughs> right. So I mean, when you see rates at four percent or below, I mean, this is a historic time. To, to get financing. And when you get a 30-year fixed mortgage at you know sub 4% levels, that's a loan that you can enjoy for the full 30-year term, and you'll never need to touch that loan again. It's an incredible opportunity right now uh, to qualify for a loan and qualify for homes that are built to um, just amazing standards now, both environmentally and, and, and all the different standards that go into new home construction. They're efficient, they're, mm -hmm. um, they're well-built, and they can be as affordable as they can be here on the Central Coast with the low interest rates that are available. We're drawing near to the end of the segment here. Um, I, I just want to say, first of all, thanks for coming in today. Oh, no, Appreciate it. We're always um, we're always really happy to have somebody come help fill the uh, airwaves here with Aww. good content. Um, while you guys were talking amongst yourselves, I was checking you out online. I'm on the Facebook page. I went and saw the website. Um, lots of great information there. So, again, anybody wants to to get here it's cent sorry coastal <laughs> community builders.com our website is centralcoastlending.com if you want to have a look there at that um i think i liked it already Let's yeah how many of the uh communities around by the way have an hoa fee association is that a pretty common element mm, it's um half maybe a little more than half maybe Okay. Yeah. I think most of them have some sort of HOA, and it just all depends on what amenities they're offering. Yep. Um, you know, I know a lot of people don't like them, um, but a lot of people do like them. It does keep a certain standard within the community. So, And they're not, they're not that prohibitive. They really are, are set in an amount that is effective for that community. Got it. Yeah, so Dan mentioned it. If you guys want to get uh, pre-approved to be able to put a bid in on one of these homes, we'd love to help you with that. Um, thank you much again. Uh, I really appreciate it. I uh, I think it's a, a good thing to be building. Like I said, I mean, lack of building leads to lack of a, um, people selling their existing home. Uh, means we can't recruit people into... Mm. Uh, work for and manage and start new great companies here. Um, it really does pinch off that next generation. So, um, you know, I 
as tough a topic as it is, um, we have to figure out how to build some way. And um, so, yeah. All right. It's centralcoastlending.com. You can give us a call at the office during the week, 543-LOAN. That's 543-5626. The website's got a lot of great information about the home buying process. You can apply for a loan right online. It's quick and easy. We would love to hear from you during the week. Uh, Whether you're buying or refinancing, we've got the loan product for you. We'll be back next week with another live edition of Mortgage Matters. We hope you tune in. Have a great weekend, everybody. News Talk 9.